What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for asking. It's been a while. It's been a while with a capital, with a capital W. Um, excuses, excuses. Let me think. Uh, I've been super busy. <laughs> um, the podcast, uh, you know what I find about podcasts is that you've got to have pretty decent mental, mental cognition. So you don't want to like break your train of thought for like 30 minutes or whatever it's going to be. Because especially the podcast that I do where I literally just talk into a mic for 30 minutes. No like guests or anything like that. Sometimes even if we're just talking about a topic. Oh, I don't know if you could hear that on the on the mic, but I just cracked my neck. Sometimes if you're just thinking about like talking about a topic, you don't want to break your like stride of conversation so you try and want to be as mentally cognitive as you can but here's the issue i eat an incredible amount of food today so it's it's at that point where i can't always have the mental cognition to keep a long long podcast going but we're gonna do it and we're back especially during lockdown i thought i'd come back give you guys a little something, something to talk about something to listen to over your time. Um, so I'm gonna just go through loads of these questions that I put up. It's been a while since we've done a Q&A type thing. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just go through these slowly but surely, pick the right things and uh, just go through it. The first question here is gonna be maintaining focus on bulking without taking mini cuts for stuff. Not a very good question to start off with, not gonna lie. Um, how to maintain focus, focus on your end goal. People always say, how do I focus, how do I, get motivation to carry on how do i get the motivation to do x y and z well here's the thing if your end product or your end goal is is really that important the rest of it just comes regardless so i would assess how big your uh, your end goal is before moving forward sheepy um the standard of pro qualifiers recently dif difficulty differences between you and the usa bodybuilding um so this is a difficult question i would say the standard of pro qualifiers recently have been pretty positive for me in the fact they've picked the better looking physique as opposed to the bigger physique. I'm not the biggest physique there is, so it kind of helps me that they're going for those those like men's physique proportions a little bit more, which is obviously my advantage there, I think, with the with the small waist and the and the big shoulders rather than just being really, really blocky, really, really full and like just stand straight on. And just look unreal. I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. Um, I think maybe he's referring a little bit to the uh, the American the American shows where you get like eighteen to twenty pro cards per show, which is crazy because in in Europe we get one, and you have to win your class. So not only do you have to be the best in your class, you have to beat everyone else and everyone else's class to get it. Whereas these guys are getting like top three in their class and they're getting pro cards. So it's a little bit difficult. A lot of people asked if I'd ever go over there to compete. I think you have to be a resident in order to compete. Don't don't quote me on that. But I'm pretty sure pretty sure you need to be a resident to uh, to go through with that really. So, uh, and plus like, I don't want to take that, that route out. That little easier route. I want to just do it the way that everyone else has done it in Europe and go do a European show, go do an English show and just try to be the best that there is at that show. So, yeah, I think so. 
Um, relationships and keeping them healthy while prepping. Uh, I think you just need to talk to your partner first and let them know that what's about to happen and 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 try and educate them as much as possible as to the things that you're going to feel or the lack of things that you're going to feel. Sex drive, affection, you know, wanting to have all this energy to go walk in the park and frolic in the in the fields. It's probably not going to be there and for like six months, maybe, maybe four months if you're lucky. It's going to be like that, no meals out, sleep has to be on point, depending how serious you take it, of course. So, You've got, it's your job to educate them and it's your job to find things outside of that to make it spicy, not theirs, because you've put them in that situation. So you've got to try and do other things outside that way. So you go for a coffee, maybe you do your steps as part of your walk, maybe you have a few uh, calorie-counted meals with each other and you've got to try and get your, get yourself above that. Uh, rate of gain of body weight on a long off-season. Obviously going to depend whether you're... Uh, whether you're assisted or not, if you're not assisted, I'd say a pretty decent place to be is about 1% of your total body weight per month or about a kilo. Um, I, I realize 1% is probably a little bit less for some people, but about a kilo is, is pretty sound for most people. Uh, the fatter you are, the smaller that'll be, the, the less fat you are, the, the bigger that'll be. And the more you, you can grow, the more that'll be, the less you can grow, the less that'll be. And just being consistent with that. Um... The hardship of training at home, uh, I'm about to come in. So I'm actually training at a gym. I don't know if you guys would have noticed, I've not posted anything to do with at-home training. I've not posted anything to do with at-the-gym training. It doesn't take a genius to realize I'm just training at a gym. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to leave it there. I don't need to reply to anyone who tries to guess it. I don't need to reply to anyone who guesses it right or wrong. It doesn't make a fucking difference to me. I'm just doing my bit to just stay quiet, train hard and uh, get through this three weeks so that we can start putting some good content out about training again. But at the moment, I'm absolutely fine. My, my hard part is just leaving Amy and my girlfriend. I'm, I'm all the way back in Gloucestershire. She's in London still. And like we've not seen each other for two weeks now and it's still another two weeks left. So got to do what we got to do. Um, how to transition from a home workout to, to the gym post-lockdown. I think because this one's only been three or four weeks, I would genuinely, genuinely would just go straight back into it. Don't think you need to worry too much. If it had been extended like the first one, then yeah, you, you probably need to ease, ease back in. But three or four weeks, not really a big deal. Uh, just go straight back into it. Go straight back into it. Uh, the business side of fitness. Looking back at how you started struggles. Some of these questions are not put very well. Business side of fitness, looking back at how you started, struggles, learnings, and advice. Uh, I guess we could take a question from that. Uh, realize that the money is not there for a while. There's no point chasing money. There's no point chasing sponsors. There's no point messaging sponsors. I used to message my protein, Gymshark, and Alpha Elite when I had 2,000 subscribers. I don't even know what I was doing because there's no way they're even going to open the email, let alone click on my page, see 2,000, and then click off. So have something to have something of value for a company before you start asking for money uh, and then just focus on growing it, growing everything first, because I mean, I'm even in that position now where I'm like, OK, I could double down on coaching. I could double down on uh, whatever a member site or, or or the next step like that. 
or I could just keep things growing. And right now I think I just want to keep things growing and just focus on actually growing the audience because I think once the audience is bigger and bigger and bigger, it gets more lucrative, if that makes sense. Uh, and also you just hit more people and help more people. So it's like a win-win really. Make more money and also help more people. So not a big deal. Um, upcoming Olympia. Good question. Uh, we'll do men's physique first. I think Andre Dieu, however you say his name, is 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 definitely a top top contender there, top three. I think he looks unreal. Um, I don't really like any. I don't really like any single men's physique competitors solely for the purpose that they all train like absolute fannies. If you see Raymond train, he like supersets fucking leg extensions and lateral raises and shit. Honestly, the worst thing ever. Just pure genetics and doesn't like. He thinks he works hard. He doesn't work hard. This is painful to even say because he's Mr. Olympia, right? But I watch all his videos. He honestly hasn't got a clue. And I sound stupid for saying that, but you know what? I'm going to wipe that out of my brain because I should not feel stupid for doing that because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Same thing with Brad, with that, uh, what's his name? Brandon Hendrickson and the other Brandon. I don't even know if his name is Brandon. Uh, Lucky Libra, whatever his name, Andre, Andre Ferguson. It's going to be between those four, uh, but it could be either way. I don't think any of them stand out more than the other. Uh, I think the only person to do that was Buendia. And I think Andre could do that with a little bit more size and a little bit more, a little bit more behind him. Um, okay, then. Here we go. Dorian Yates hits training principles for a natty. Yes, absolutely fine. Uh, I've done that for two, three years when I was natural. Training to failure, training to failure across a few weeks. You look at AJ Morris. AJ Morris does the same thing and had one of the most successful natural off-seasons you're probably ever going to see. Uh, so absolutely, you can use those training principles. It's all exactly the same whether you're on steroids or not on steroids. The only difference that steroids provide is that you grow quicker, therefore get stronger quicker, therefore do way more volume. So... Yeah. Have PEDs affected your mental health? And if so, how? Uh, yeah, I think they definitely have. You definitely have a little bit of a an addiction, maybe. I'm not trying to think of the right word or like a, addiction is a strong word because I feel, feel like I could just stop tomorrow if I needed to. I just don't because I know that what I need to do is to carry on. Um, I think sometimes you get a little bit addicted to that feeling of being on higher drugs and, you know, progressing really well and having crazy pumps and feeling good. Uh, you definitely get like, you definitely have things amplified. So I'm a little, like, I'm a little bit impatient as a person. So now I'm a little bit more impatient when I use things like steroids just because they, they do, like, play with things. white matter in your brain. So it decreases, I think it might be gray, actually. I think they decrease the gray matter in your brain, which is, like, how quickly you react. So you react more. And that's pretty much it. That's pr that is pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, I'm absolutely fine. Your personal opinions on, on, on things other may not agree with. Let's get people debating. Oh, you want me to pick something? I don't really know off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, appropriate level of flexibility for serious bodybuilders. I would say being able to perform all of the basic movements 
in a full range of motion. And by full, I mean your fullest, which you can easily work out. That should be a given for everyone. And if you physically can't get into one of those positions, you've either got an injury, an impingement, or a severe mobility issue, which you need to address because not, like I barely do any mobility, but I can get into every position. You know, most human bodies are built to get into certain positions and we just load in those positions. So you want to assess why you can't get into those positions, really. But if you, but 90% of people should be. I would say you don't need to be hyper-flexible. You don't need to be over-flexible. You need to just be very, very conscious to, to keep going. Uh, we ever be satisfied as a bodybuilder? We ever be forever chasing more? I am definitely that person who is going to be satisfied at one point, 100%. I say that now. <laughs> I might get there and be like, oh, no, I need a bit more. But I've definitely... There's definitely a point where I'll be satisfied. I can feel it. I, I can. I've got this vision in my head. There's a sorry. I've got a little bit of a bit of a sniff. There's definitely too big, right? There's definitely too big for me. There, there isn't for some people. Some people are just. I need to get bigger. For me, there is too big, and I don't want to get too big. And I'll see that before it happens. So, in just having, in just knowing, there is too big for me tells me that there is going to be a point where I'm satisfied because I'm X amount of size and I'm and I'm happy, right? So yeah, I would say I would say that. Favorite performance enhancers and why I actually did a huge, huge uh post why not huge did a uh, Instagram post on this yesterday. So do go head over to my Instagram, Josh Bridgman, and just check it out and and just read through those words and just uh take those because those are my best performance enhancers. They range from creatine to sleep to things you can do around your workout. So instead of delving into it on here, we'll just go check my last Instagram post because it's, it's a much, it's a pr pretty well thought out post. Uh, daily protein versus hourly intake uh, doesn't make a difference. I would just try and get your daily protein in with over regular protein feedings and that'd be it. How many years does it take of training to compete in a natural mentor's e-show? I mean, technically, you can just join when you've never trained. <laughs> so I think the, be the better question would be, how many years do you think you should have under your belt before you compete? Uh, and I would say a couple, uh, just because that first year of training tends to be uber uneducated. So you make a load of mistakes, don't grow loads, and could look way better. Uh, unless you are very, very lucky to find someone that you admire and want to emulate uh, and you've learned from them in that first year. That was my problem. I didn't learn anything from anyone for three years because there was no such thing as fucking fitness YouTube. So I just lifted and that was it. Um, but I would say, I would say generally speaking, a couple years, if you've had a very, very lucky upbringing in bodybuilding, you could, you could probably do, um, you could probably do a year, but the longer the better, really, because it's a long man's game. It's a long man's game. Uh, pros and cons to try and start your own business or service. Uh, I don't really know the cons, to be fair, other than, like, other than, like, it can potentially overtake your life because what you put in, you get out, so you tend to want to just keep putting in. Um, I don't see any cons, really, other than, like, the stress of thinking that all this is on you and it may go away one day, especially in like social media and influencing. You can't quite believe that you get paid to just put a post up on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird, but also you got to be very thankful for the position that you're in. Um, so yeah. Um, there's only a few more questions left that I want to go over and then we'll just give you a little bit of update of where I am 
just flip it on its uh, flip it on its head. What would you do if you weren't involved in fitness in any way, shape, or form? I have no idea. I wanted to go into the police. I've said this a few times. I wanted to go into the police. I probably would have sucked that off. Uh, I have an affinity for money, so I probably would have just found something else or somewhere else that I would have made money. Um, I can't do like police amount of money anymore. I don't think. I think I need much more than that for the goals that I have, for the things that I want to do in my life, for the things that I want to do for my families and whatever. So I don't know. It'll probably be something around something around trading or something. Something that's got high risk and high reward. I think that's probably a little bit of me. Um, okay. Last question. A lot of people just uh, don't like to ask real questions. They just say words. So carb cycling, best cardio intensity. So carb cycling isn't really a... I mean, carb cycling just means having days of less cycle. I mean, I guess you go through a cycle on them. I don't think it works. I think it's absolute bullshit. I'm not going to lie. It's just about calorie deficit. Uh, best cardio intensity is going to be one that you can do for a long period of time. So most likely low impact steady state training. Uh, one that doesn't impact training. So again, again, low impact. So a walk, an incline walk, something that's not going to take huge amounts of energy to do like hit it's also not gonna have impact on your muscles like hit it's also not gonna have impact on your joints like hit so i'll definitely say a low intensity steady state is probably the best way the best way forward uh, we'll leave it there i've got loads more questions but we'll just run on for ages otherwise um and i'll just give you a little bit of an update on me and then we'll be back real real soon with another podcast um so i am what like two three weeks away from ending this blast now uh, one little final push-up, another little change in drugs, so we're up to 300 tests, uh, 700 Primo and 100 Trenblon and Anthate, so trends remain the same, test has gone from 200 to 300 and Primo has gone from 4 to 700 over the last 15 weeks or so. Um, obviously we know that Primo is a pretty light drug, uh, actually the studies in it go up to 1.3 grams in women, which are more androgenic, so we know that actually I've probably got scope to go up to over a gram of, of Primo, which is annoying because it's a lot of oil, and it's but it's just not strong, and which is not, I mean, by strong I mean toxic, it's not that toxic, but it's, it's, it's really, really good for uh, protein turnover, anabolism, things like that. I'm excited to see my blood work, to be honest, I don't feel toxic, if that makes sense, like the last blast that I did, there was a point where I was like, I feel a bit unhealthy now. You know, but I think I was using MPP, my blood pressure was high, my water retention was high, and I wasn't feeling the best. But this time I feel like I could just keep going and going and going. The, the hard thing is is my hunger. That's, I don't have crazy hunger at the moment. But if I took that out of the situation, I feel feel great. I look I look great, you know, which is weird to say. At 100 and, maybe 115 kilos. So much leaner than when I was here last time. Um... I'm really only about a kilo and a half off what I was, but I was so, so much fatter, uh, which is which is really nice to see again. So I'm excited to kind of come back down into prep. We'll go into a TRT over December. We'll go into TRT over January. I'll get my blood work done at the end of uh, January, beginning of February. We'll get that back, and it'll probably be prep time. Looking to compete in February, March, April, May. So the end of May, beginning of June would be the perfect start for me hopefully there's a qualifier at the end of june beginning uh, sorry end of may beginning of june i can do that and then there's pro qualifiers all the way up through throughout june and july ideally 
um, and then we can just go around and try and chase that pro card, which is which would be the goal. Um, but yeah, like th this whole off season has been been pretty cool. I've been, I've gone from eighty eight kilos, which was on stage, to one seventeen, which was like a twenty seven kilo swing. I came down from one seventeen to one oh five, so I took twelve off. I've then kind of put another ten back on over like 12 15 weeks so a little bit slower a little bit more controlled a little bit less water this time and i've just really really reaped the rewards so i'm excited to keep going really i'm excited to push on i'm excited to just uh to do my thing really i've got one holiday booked in december the 10th so i'm under three weeks away now which is amazing we're going to the maldives which is going to be unbelievable we've worked very very hard this year to be able to even go uh, on a financial status and we've worked really really hard this year just outside of that you know and we've not had any holidays this year um so we deserve a little bit of a treat so we're gonna go we're gonna chill we also can't go away for six months from january because i'm gonna be prepping i'm probably gonna do dubai again because my dad is moving back in february or march so i'm gonna go do dubai in january and then uh say la vie that'll be it we'll be on to the next one which will be prep and i cannot wait been thinking about it for a while i'm done with, with the off season the off season has crept in the off season has taken over the off season has kicked my ass so i'm ready to, to just chill out a little bit and uh get myself back into a prep i'm gonna end it there short and sweet we'll be back very soon let me know if there's any questions let me know if there's any topics that you want to hear and uh peace everybody Bye bye